How many of you have noticed that life is full of interruptions? Uh, that things rarely seem to go as planned. Now that's not a big deal to some of you because the only definitive plan you have for most days is to eat and breathe. Uh, but other than that, you pretty much take life as it comes. You live life, as they say, by the seat of your pants. And I have to confess to you this morning that I envy you. I would love to be able to live life that way, but I am wound way too tight for that type of flaky behavior. I prefer to have my schedule, my expectations, my to-do list mapped out the day, if not the entire week before. And there are some definite advantages to being structured and organized, but one of the downsides is that interruptions can throw me for a real loop. Uh, on a good day, an interruption is met by kind of a, that's no problem as I bite my lip and tears well up in my eyes. But then there are those days in which that frustration of an interruption, it just, it oozes out of me. There are huffs and there's puffs and there's snarky comments. I've been accused of being way too rigid by some people who know me well, and they may be right. But is it really too much to ask people to schedule their emergencies three weeks in advance? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that's common courtesy. Well, this morning we continue our sermon series entitled The Christmas Story. And as we discussed last week, the Christmas story is the story of God coming to be with us. Not in a figurative sense, but in a literal sense. Uh, some 2,000 years ago, lying in a manger, wrapped in human flesh, was God. And, and that good news should fill us with wonder. It should bring comfort. It should evoke thanksgiving. And today, as we continue the story, we really want to take a step back. We want to look at the events that took place that enabled God to enter into our space at that particular moment as a baby. And that part of the story begins with a life being interrupted. And not in a small way either. This was not one of those interruptions that messes up your day. Not that type of variety. It was more of the mess up your entire life end of the scale. I want you to listen to the gospel writer Luke share this part of the, uh, the Christmas story. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 through 35. Luke writes these words. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you, are, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. 
How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Interruptions tend to come in one of two categories. There are those interruptions that can be avoided and those that we are just at their mercy. For my entire life, I've viewed this particular interruption to fall in that second category. But is that really true? Did Mary actually have no control over this situation and was there no way possible that she could have avoided this particular interruption in her life? I I no longer believe that to be the case as I did previously for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is simply this, is that no place else in scripture do you find a person being forced to do God's will. I find it hard to believe that Mary is the one person who's been robbed of her free will. But not only that, the angel Gabriel spoke these words to her, you will be pregnant, rather than Mary, you are pregnant. And maybe I'm making too much of those words, but there seems to be an unspoken if right now, right there. And just to make sure that we're all on the same page, I don't believe the unspoken if was, Mary, you will be pregnant if you make the decision to lay with your fiance, Joseph. No, it seems to be much more along the lines, this unspoken if is, Mary, you will be pregnant if you allow your life to be interrupted by the Holy Spirit. One author has written character sketches of each of the characters involved in the Christmas story and for the angel Gabriel at this moment, he has Gabriel crossing his fingers. And I believe his sketches, his character is dead on. So much hinged on this teenage girl's response. I can picture the angel Gabriel crossing his fingers, but at the same time, hopefully speaking these words to himself. Mary, please say yes. Please say yes. Come on, Mary. God is willing to come in the flesh. He's willing to to come in the flesh to give humanity a deeper understanding of his nature. Please say yes. The king of kings is willing to enter into the world to reveal an eternal kingdom that's rooted in joy, in love, in equality. Please don't turn him down. The son of God, the son of God is willing to enter into the world as a babe, live as a man, die as a sacrificial lamb for the salvation of the Lord. Mary, don't hold too tightly to the plans that you've made for your life at this moment. Few moments in history have ever been as important as this one moment where Gabriel anxiously awaited this one particular decision. Poor Gabe was probably not only crossing his fingers, I imagine he was crossing his toes at this particular moment. It was so important. And praise God that he went to Mary and not a person like me. Because if he would have come to me, I imagine my response would have been more along the lines of this. Hey, Gabe, just one second. Let me me check my day timer and my planner. Let's see, Gabe, here's what I've got going on this week. I I need to order the wedding cake, 
and I need to send out the invitations. And Gabe, we still need to take the engagement pictures. And, and, and Gabe, I've got to book the honeymoon cruise to the Caribbean islands. Wow, Gabe, I'd love to be able to help you out by bringing shame on myself and my family and my fiance with a premarital pregnancy. But I'm sorry, I just got way too much going on at this particular moment in my life. You see, that's how the wound too tight tend to respond. But not Mary. She embraced the interruption. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Aren't you glad that she said yes? If she would have said no or I'm too busy, there's too much on my, my planner for this week, then there's a great chance that this particular season would be nothing more than about blinking lights and candy canes and cool gadgets. And all those things are great, but they fail in comparison to the King of Kings and the Son of God and the Savior of the world coming to be with us. Words cannot capture how indebted we are to this teenage girl who was willing to have her life interrupted. As I reflect on the openness of Mary, I'm reminded that a follower of Jesus cannot be as rigid as I tend to be because God is still in the business of interrupting. And that doesn't necessarily mean that every interruption is from God. Sometimes there are those interruptions that are simply the result of an inconsiderate, a kind of clueless, selfish person making demands upon our time. And one certainly cannot be expected to respond to every single interruption in life, but there is a huge danger in being so rigid that every interruption, regardless of who it comes from, is turned down. If you don't remember anything else from the sermon this morning, then please hold on to this. Every time God chooses to interrupt your life, he gives you a unique opportunity to make Christ known. Every single time, a unique opportunity to make Christ known. Some of you have had your life interrupted by, by a sick spouse, an elderly parent, a disabled child, Thank you for embracing the interruption. For, for, in doing so, you've given us a glimpse of the gentleness of Christ. Others of you have had your life interrupted by a dear friend who is struggling with an addiction. You put your plans on hold to try to walk with them through that season. I can't thank you enough for saying yes and embracing the interruption because in doing so, You've given us a glimpse of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Others of you here this morning, you've had your life interrupted by a complete stranger in need. And the mere fact that you've made the decision to press pause on your plans, that was so important because in doing so, you brought to our attention the faithful friend that we have in Jesus. And then there are those of you who at various times in your life, you've had a moment in which you've been interrupted by a neighbor or a coworker or a classmate who is in crisis. And you made the decision to say, you know what, I'm gonna embrace the interruption. I'm gonna put my plans aside. I'm gonna meet their need. And I wanna thank you this morning for doing so. 
For in doing so, you've once again given us a glimpse of the compassion of Jesus Christ. Interruptions are not convenient. They're not convenient, but each interruption is an opportunity to bring Christ and the people in places that truly need his light. And so here's the thought of a rigid person like me. Okay, I hear you, but how do I know if an interruption is truly from God or it's just an unnecessary distraction? After all, I live my life on a weekly deadline. And so how do I know? How can I know for sure the same way that Mary knew? God spoke to her. And God will speak to you. He may not do so through an angel, although who am I to say whether he will or not, but he will definitely speak to you through the Holy Spirit. The question this morning is, will you recognize his voice? Will you recognize his voice? That all depends on whether or not you're living in close proximity to Jesus Christ. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus in John chapter 10 and verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. To discern a divine interruption from an ordinary distraction, you have to live so close to Jesus that you have an ear tuned to his voice in the same way that sheep have their ear tuned to the voice of their shepherd. Folks, this requires spending time in prayer, in scripture reading, in meditation, in fasting, in worship. It's when our lives are so centered in Jesus Christ, the inaudible promptings of the Spirit become as clear to us as the voice of Gabriel was to Mary. Will God interrupt your life? You better believe he will. Who knows how or when or in what way, but nobody gets to live a life completely uninterrupted. But the first question is, will you recognize his voice? The second question is simply this, will you respond? Will you respond? Will we speak the words of the rigid, not now, got too much to do, or will we speak the words of Mary? I am the Lord's servant. I wanna share with you a couple of simple observations that I hope will encourage you to live life by the seat of God's plans. Okay, so here's, here's observation number one, very simple. God interrupts those he favors. God interrupts those he favors. Why me? That's often the first question that goes to the mind of a person when they're interrupted, right? That question is, okay, why did I get this particular phone call? Why did I get this particular request? Why am I being asked to do this at this particular moment? Why is this coming into my life right here and right now? That's the question that tends to be asked in that particular moment. Now notice, before Mary even asked that question, Gabriel gave her the answer. Gabe said this, Mary, your life is being interrupted because you are highly favored by God. You're highly favored by God. Mary was a special young lady in so many different ways. She was devout, she was pure, she was thoughtful, she was obedient. She may have even had the perfect hips for childbirth. Who knows? I don't know. What we do know, though, is that her specialness had nothing to do with God's decision to invite her into this or to interrupt her life. 
God interrupted her life simply because he wanted her to have the opportunity to play a role in his great story. Folks, it was a most gracious decision on God's part. And that's why God interrupts your life from time to time. It has nothing to do with who you are, but it has everything to do with who God is. He's gracious enough to give us the opportunity to experience the joy of playing a role in this magnificent, magnificent, magnificent story of his. Let, let me give you an example of how I've seen this play out in my life. My freshman year of college, I had visions of ESPN sports anchor glory. But then God interrupted my life and put a burden on my heart to go into ministry. Now, why did he do that? Did he need me to preach? Obviously not. There are a million people he could have tapped on the shoulder that could do this as well as I do, if not better. It was out of his graciousness and his goodness that he made the decision to put that on my heart. Now, I have to admit to you this morning that there are weeks that I hate preaching. I hate it. Preparing a sermon can be as grueling, or birthing a sermon can be as grueling as birthing a child. Okay, now before I get beat down in the parking lot for saying something so stupid, <laughs> let me assure you that's a joke. I know better. Lauren, I know better, all right? That's not true. But it can be difficult. It can be difficult, especially when you do it week after week. And so why, why do I do this? I do this simply because there is nothing in life that gives me as much joy as seeing someone experience the grace of God and seeing their life transformed by the love of Jesus Christ. For me, that's it. Now, there's a part of me that still thinks it would be awesome to have the opportunity to be able to, to interview a professional athlete at the end of the Super Bowl as he's just been named the MVP and confetti is raining down on all of us at the 50-yard line. That would be amazing. But I know in my heart of hearts that over the long run of my life, that wouldn't bring nearly the fulfillment that I've experienced in my life of having this opportunity just to talk about Jesus week in and week out. God was so incredibly gracious to a person like me to say, you know what, this is the burden that I wanna place on your heart. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've experienced God's favor resting on you. You had your life interrupted and you called in the student ministries maybe full-time or maybe as a volunteer. You had your life interrupted to serve the elderly neighbor that's lived next door to you for many, many years, and you stepped into that moment. You had your life interrupted by adopting a child into your family. Wasn't what you necessarily planned to do, but then God just interrupted and said, why don't you do this, and you did. You had your life interrupted by sharing your, your faith with a coworker. And there are moments, there are moments that these times you question why you ever said yes because it's difficult and it's hard and it takes a lot of energy out of you. And there are days when you're so physically and emotionally exhausted that you feel like a, an expectant mother two weeks overdue. However, you stay in it. 
You stay in it because there is no greater joy than seeing Christ birthed in people in places that need his love. You see, living by the seed of God's plans becomes a whole lot easier when you recognize interruptions for what they truly are. They are God's favor being shown to us. The second observation is simply this. God goes with those he interrupts. The second question that often comes to the mind when you get interrupted is this question, how can I do this? I mean, how can I possibly pull this off? More often the timing is bad and the request is difficult, right? And so there's a part of us that says, I don't know if I can, I can actually do this. It's one of the primary reasons that I tend to be a little bit too rigid at times. Because I find myself thinking, you know what, I, I, I don't know how I'm gonna meet the expectations, I don't know how I'm gonna meet the responsibilities of life if I actually pause to be interrupted at this particular moment. If I say yes to this particular request as good as it might be. And I've got to believe that if there was anyone who understood that particular feeling, it was Mary. There was no way, no way she was going to be able to meet the expectations of her family, her fiance, and her community if she said yes to this particular interruption. But once again, before she could even give voice to the question, Gabriel gave her the answer. Luke chapter one, verse 28. The angel went to her and said, greetings you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Saying yes to interruptions becomes far less intimidating when you realize that God is with you every step of the way. Every step of the way. This means, does this mean if I say yes to an interruption in my life that God's going to ensure that it's not inconvenient? that it's not difficult, that I won't get criticism for doing it. No, it doesn't mean that. Of course it doesn't mean that. I know people whose lives were interrupted. They were traveling down one path, got placed on their heart, this burden to go do mission work. So they pressed pause. They said, okay, that's what we're going to go do. And guess what? They got huge criticism from parents that didn't want them to take their grandchildren that far away. Painful, hard stuff. People who have pressed pause because God placed on their heart said, I want you to pay attention to those people at school who are on the fringes. I want you to befriend them only to be met with mocking from their friends or their friends saying, we can't be with you if you hang out with people like that. Hard, hard stuff. I know adults who have made the decision, you know what, my job demands a lot, but my family's more important, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna press pause in the evening. I'm gonna spend as much time as I can to focus on my family, to eat dinner, to hang out, to play games, to do whatever we do as a family to build connection. But what's that mean? That means for many of these people, they stay up all hours of the night after everybody's gone to bed to get their job done. Interruptions are hard, they're difficult, they're rarely easy. It makes life very, very tough. However, I am confident of this, that when you say yes to living life by the uh, seed of God's plans, God will give you what you need most when you most need it. And just as he was with Mary, God will be there with you. Now this is gonna be a crazy busy week, right? I mean, some of us still have some last-minute gift buying to do. We have food to prepare. 
We've got to get ready for family coming in to visit. This is one of those weeks that's really hard for a normal person, let alone a wound-too-tight person to be interrupted, right? But something tells me that God values you way too much not to interrupt you this week. So when he does, I want to encourage you to say yes. Just say yes, for there's no greater calling and blessing than bringing the love of Jesus Christ into this world. 